Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, and welcome to the show, Uphill Conversations. I'm glad you can join me today as you're living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more and have more. Not the case for my New England Patriots. Great Super Bowl. Incredible. And all shout out to any Philadelphia Eagles fans. No, this is not a sports show. I just like to give credit where credit is due. Uh, those guys played, man. It was a great game. Nick Foles looked great. And so uh, I'm I'm proud to lose uh, to, or my team at least see my team lose to that caliber of team and leader. So um, yeah, Nick Foles proved you can be more, do more, and have more. And so when you see a guy like Tom Brady, you know, you wonder, when's that guy going to retire? And it's funny because a friend of mine recently asked me that question about retirement. Like, what would I do if I retired? Now, I don't believe in retirement. That's just me. Um, I always feel like this is what I want to be doing, not just podcasting, but helping people, see people grow, see leaders grow, teams grow, stuff like that. But if I was going to choose something, I guess I would be like, I don't know, an inventor. I mean, I would want to sit around tinker with things because I used to get in trouble as a kid taking things apart without permission. So uh, and then putting them back together and they worked. But then eventually uh, someone figured out that I did something to break something. Um, But I would maybe do that. Some art, you know, some some I don't know, create stuff. I just think I would want to do things just creative, keep my mind going, be inventive and be problem solving. So that is something I would do. And when you look at a guy like Tom Brady, you wonder, what will he do after football? Because that's all they've done all their lives. So it's a great question. I would encourage you to ask yourself the same thing. What would you do when you retire? What would you do if you believed in retirement? Um, So, hey, give us some feedback on that. I encourage you to go to iTunes and Stitcher. Check out the show, rate and review. Please share it. And also connect on the website, uphillconversations.co. We are looking for new guests. We have some already lined up and we have some blasts from the past that we're going to be doing round twos with, which is going to be awesome. Um, And then also uh, you can just stay in touch and see what we're doing and see what's going on in our world. But today's guest, Lori Vecker, she is an amazing uh, person. I love her foundation of relationship and communal aspects of cooking. It's just amazing. She's like the Airbnb of cooking. And she has this great platform where she connects food enthusiasts and travelers with local cooks through hands-on cooking experiences. And it's Take Me Cooking is the name of it. It's real simple. She talks a lot about it. And I did appreciate a lot of the Super Bowl ads. I'm not going back to the Super Bowl uh, to talk about the game, but the the it seemed like there was a lot more attention given toward the diversity in multiculturalism, and I really was pleased with seeing more of that. I know it's not exactly where we need to be, but I think we're headed in the right direction. I feel like this is a great connection with our guest today because she's taking 
that to another level. And she's really connecting people to other cultures and doing it around something that we all can appreciate. Food. I think we all like food. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this wonderful conversation with Lori. Welcome to the show, Lori. Glad to have you on Uphill Conversations today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you are showing up in this great big world. Thank you, Tim, and thank you for having me. And um, well, about me, I am 30 years old. I'm French. Maybe you can hear <laughs> my accent. <laughs> Even if I'm working on it, I, I'm trying not to have one because uh, I, I'm a perfectionist. So it's um, the same with languages. I'm, I'm trying to be um, fluent in English, but well, yeah, I have to work on that. I, I'm now based in Buenos Aires in Argentina. And ¿Y habla español? So I, sorry? ¿Habla español? Sí, estoy aprendiendo español. Oh, bueno, bueno. Well, yeah, I, I love uh, to learn foreign languages, so I'm here to get better in Spanish, and I love it. Argentina is amazing. Apart from that, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I do many things, but the main um, entrepreneurship that I have right now is called Take Me Cooking. It's a cooking platform. Um, it's basically a platform connect, connecting travelers with local cooks in order to, to cook together through hands-on cooking experiences. That's my main uh, activity, uh, my passion. It's like everything to me <laughs> right now. Wow. Is that, is that like, so like, how does that work? Like, how do you set that up? How do you make that happen? Well, I like to describe it uh, as the Airbnb of cooking um, because everyone knows Airbnb, so it's easier for people to understand when I say that. But basically what happens is that you you have a travel planned or you are already somewhere in the destination you, you want to go. You, you go online, uh, you check what's available around you in terms of experiences, and you can book book it online, and you meet uh, the cooks. So the idea is not to do everything on, online. Uh, online is only the, the booking system and the research. Like you can see what's possible around you, where you're going, or even where you live. And you meet a local, and you cook with them. The idea is really to share some... Mm, an experience like the whole experience the cooking and the eating and through that you discover another like it's it's a good way well it's my point of view but i think it's a good way to to discover the culture the the cooking culture the, the eating culture the food like because when you cook uh, at someone's home because it's often at someone's home in, in his or her kitchen, where he cooks every day. And so you see um, exactly what's going on. Like you don't go to touristy places. You you have an authentic experience. That's how it works. Now, that's really cool because I think it also gives people 
I mean, you're bringing them into proximity of better relationship and to get to know people. Yes. So are you, are you seeing that, you know, other than people learning, um, you know, other cooking styles and things like that and other ways of preparing food and, mm-hmm. and, and that, but, but just bringing people together, like how, how much of an impact by way of life change for people, like, wow, this was a life-changing experience for me to spend time with this individual, but around something that we all appreciate, food. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's actually my main goal, um, connecting people through cooking. But cooking is like, it's just a bridge. Um, it's it's a great way to, to meet someone. It's like a nice breaking stuff, like basically because... If you just go to someone's place and you just sit at a table, you don't really get to know them. And there's there's a um, kind of, hier- hi- how do you say that? Hier- hierarchy? Hierarchy, hierarchy. Between, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> between you and your hosts. And I think when you put yourself at the same level by cooking with them, helping them prepare, it's gets you closer to that person because you you just participate uh, you there's there's less distance and in the end you have amazing experiences and and meetings like and it got I got this idea this business idea while I was actually having one experience that was life-changing for me uh, it was in Africa uh, in Zanzibar, uh, it's in um, Tanzania. I was on holidays with friends and uh, I was kind of bored because it was like my third time on this island and I wanted to do something different. Uh, my friends were like busy exploring because it was their first time, but I was interested of doing something different. So I Googled, uh, I think I think I Googled cooking class in Zanzibar, something like that, because I was already interested in cooking and eating. <laughs> so I found that uh, woman uh, having a cooking experience, and I had the time of my life. Like, it was one-to-one. I was the only one um, having this experience that day, and it was really life-changing because I, I had such a great time. I felt like part of family because we were it was very intimate um it was and we were cooking on the floor like it was different from anything else that i've done and we were cooking everything from scratch and and then eating together with the neighbors the some kids very cool kids from the neighborhood joined us because they were curious of seeing some white girl in the neighborhood where there's uh, usually uh, not any tourists and um, yeah and I, I loved it so every time in the next travels I had planned I was looking for some something similar because I, I loved it so much and I traveled to Ethiopia next like one year later and I love Ethiopian food it's one of my favorite food on earth. So I was very exciting, excited to try a cooking. I couldn't find any, anything. I couldn't find a cooking experience while I was in Ethiopia. And I, it made me realize that it was important to me to have one. And I was so disappointed not to be able to find anything like, like it. 
and such a shame because it's such a great cuisine. Ethiopian cuisine it's is amazing and so I felt like I could maybe make something to 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 make things easier for the locals to to put their their cooking class online to promote them like I wanted to help them make that happen because I had such a great time in in Zanzibar that it's a shame I couldn't do the same in in Ethiopia so that's how it all started <laughs> so did you learn Amharic no <laughs> that's a beautiful language there only days. <laughs> yeah their language is so beautiful is it? Oh, the Ethiopian language, Amharic. It's so beautiful. So, so you're saying that what got you into it was that experience? Like, what yes. were you doing before that? Like, how did you make the jump from? Because there are a lot of people out there doing a lot of different things, right? And mm-hmm. and Lori, they're not sure that. I think a lot of people think that they have to take this step that connects to this next step that connects to this next step. Was yours that easy or was yours was I was doing this and I fell in love with this? <laughs> yes. Mm, I was doing something so different. <laughs> Nothing to do with the. What was with Do you mind sharing? What was it? I'm curious. Yes, of course. I was an engineer. I am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nothing related to cooking or to internet. I I am a civil engineer engineer. Um but the only uh related thing with the, that experience was Africa. I was working in Africa as an engineer. Not in this part of Africa, I was working in uh Central Africa. Uh, Congo, Dior Congo. I was in DRC and I was only in Zanzibar for holidays, obviously. It was uh, close by and, um, and so great that I went there for holidays, for the holidays. But basically, I was working in the real estate um, business in, in Africa, so nothing to do with cooking. But I think um, it was time in my life that I needed to do something else. I think I was never really passionate about my my like engineering part, very technical, and um, and I I felt like being more free. Um, I didn't like going to the office every day uh, anymore, basically. And and actually, one thing. I think one thing really made me realize that it's um, my morning morning routine. Uh, I think it's very popular, so I'm sure you've heard of it. But I got into this trend to having a morning routine before going to the office every every morning. And it made me read more, um, like take more time for myself. And I realized that I, I loved it. I loved taking time for myself and... So basically, I decided to quit that job and take time for myself to do what I wanted to do, really wanted to do. And what I wanted to do is to be an entrepreneur. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm going to do that all my life, but it was the right time for me to try something. And and this idea came to my mind, like I was looking for something to do. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to find a job, a corporate job anymore. And this idea sounded like 
like perfect to me at this time. So I just quit and I was like, where do I want to go? Um, I I wanted to go some some place different because I was in, Af- in Africa for four years and um, I felt like it was time to go. I I wanted to to discover a new continent and South America was this continent that I wanted to discover in. And being an entrepreneur online uh, actually made me more free to live wherever I wanted, which is a great part of it. Like it's also why I wanted to be an entrepreneur uh, online. And I moved to Buenos Aires. So, so this is kind of cool. So like, all right. So for take me cooking, right? That's what you have. Yes. I love it. Take me cooking. It's just not like, <laughs> like take me to the store, you know, <laughs> take me on a date, take me to the movies. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, I love that. Take me cooking. That is so special. Like, where did that come from for you? <laughs> it was, a, it was, um, a process actually at first I I I was alone on this because I actually I'm not I'm not alone. I have a co-founder, but before I met my co-founder, I was cooktour.com, which was less good, but but it was like what I found at that time. But then I met my co-founder, um, and and together we were looking for a new name, and so we were. It was really hard because even like at the beginning, technique cooking didn't sound perfect. Like it's really hard to find a perfect name. Oh yeah, I know it's tough <laughs> because you don't want to sound and, something uh, like say something that's like people go what they get lost like what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there were two options. So it would uh, we were hesitating between technique cooking and cook me away. What do you think? <laughs> I love take me cooking. <laughs> yeah. So so we had friends uh, give us our their opinion and most of them liked take me cooking better. And so that's why we we picked it. But at first we didn't like it actually. I didn't I wasn't convinced by take me cooking at first, but now I love it. So it's interesting how I can change my mind like with the habit of of saying it and it's become like perfect now, but at first I was, when you have to make a decision, you're never sure and, but you, you get to really like something. Uh, and I think it was a good decision. So having a, an idea and trying to grow it locally or, or in a specific area, that could be tough enough, right? That's tough. Yeah. But how much more difficult was it for you to launch this into something that was more internationally based. Um, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's really hard. But I think this kind of idea needs to be international to work. Uh, because in the traveling industry, people just move. So if you are not, yeah. um, <laughs> if you are not international, you are not in the traveling industry, basically, and. And I am myself very international. I think I actually, I think it's important to me to to be on different level, different countries because it's it's me. I mean, I I travel all the time. I have friends all over the world from different nationalities. I I have basically no 
no French friends <laughs> because I'm what? Not, <laughs> no, no, I mean uh, locally. Like since I've uh, been here, I I I I've really tried. I was gonna to say, you, I, I'm sure you've said a lot, Monami. You have some friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, I have friends from France. But when I when I travel, I try not to to meet uh, the French people. That oh, live right, there. I, right. I'm more interested in meeting international New people. Got you. <laughs> Got it. Well, well, so in that, like, you know, continue with that. So when you meet these people and that international and the challenge there, was it language barrier challenges for you? Was it getting them to understand your concept or your idea? Like what made the challenges for you to get this into this more international expression of take me cooking <laughs> well i think i use actually my my experiences like my my travels i i have contacts um in some countries that i i use to to know people like the people i meet when i travel uh, they sometimes become hosts themselves. Let me give you an example. I went to Los Angeles last year for a wedding. I I was there just for a wedding, but I stayed like one week because I wanted to, to get to know the city. And I booked two Airbnb experiences. I wanted to try this new um, Airbnb feature. So I, I went to a bike tour it was amazing. And I also went to a fruit picking experience. It was really interesting. Like it was urban fruit picking. And so I met that woman, amazing woman. She she does this experience because she doesn't like when uh, trees, fruit and fruit get like they stay in the trees and no one pick them up. And it's a shame because pe yeah, people don't have time to pick, pick up the fruits in the garden. So she offers then her neighbors to pick them, pick up the fruits with uh, with guests. So we got along very well. We stayed in touch, and she loves cooking. She loves cooking and she loves fruits. So so now she's a host for Take Me Cooking. Well, she's not on the on the website yet, but it's a matter of days. Like I think tomorrow she's gonna be um, officially on the website. But basically, she's gonna offer an experience that is a mix of uh, fruit picking and cooking. And this is so cool. I'm very excited, but it's because I met her, like meeting people um, makes it's, it gives you a connection and then it, they make the perfect host because you know them, they trust you, they know you. So this relationship I build with people when I travel it's great for my business because they become hosts that I, I can count on, I know, I can vet. I And this is one example, but every time I travel, I try to connect with people, uh, network. And this is how I want to grow the platform uh, by meeting people while I travel. I want this to be a kind of human business, very uh, related to my story, my travels, my my friends, basically. So, so in all of that, so what is your process for like, you know, vetting people 
to be a cooking host, right? <laughs> and I'm sure you've had some bad ones. <laughs> I'm sure there's been stuff that you probably were like, well, I'm not going to maybe use that, right? <laughs> so what's it like vetting them? How do you vet them, number one? And secondly, would you, without naming any names or any countries, would you be willing to say, this is how I vet them, but here's also a one that didn't work out. <laughs> what, what, what's all, because people need to know, they just need to know that not everything works exactly as planned, right? I mean, would you agree? Of course, of course. Right? So, yeah. you know, so we want to say bon chance, but, you know, that doesn't maybe always work out. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Like, it's it's really hard because, so how it works is that, like, Anyone can become a host. That's my motto. Basically, I, I really believe in that because a lot of people love to cook. They are passionate about it. So why not become a host and welcome guests? So how it works is that uh, I build a relationship with them. Like it's a lot of back and forth so that they really understand um, how it works because it's kind of new. I mean, Airbnb has become... And so people understand a bit more how hospitality can mean right now. But it's not true in all generations, all countries. Like, it's not so popular, this idea that you can have strangers in your home <laughs> and they can pay for you to welcome them. But, but so it's a lot of communication. I have to, to be always available for them. I, I take a lot of time uh, with the hosts and potential hosts. Uh, and it takes a lot of my time. And then I have a Facebook group that is called Early Adopters for Technique Cooking. It's um, friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends. Basically, it's, it's uh, how I have the... Um, the experiences tried. Like I basically, I, I, I pay people that I know or you go there. Well, actually they just go to the experience for free. In exchange of, of going to, to this uh, cooking experience for free, they give me a, a feedback, their feedback about the experience. So if I cannot go, someone might go uh, and try the experience and give me a feedback. And it's how I I can vet everything. Not myself, because I, I cannot go everywhere, but through this network of friends and and friends of friends I have, they can try it for me. And, and I get their feedback, and it's good enough for me to have their go or no. But what can happen, and it's really painful, um, when you... you you put all this effort into a host and and it has happened recently that they tell me, oh, I think I'm going to stop. Um, yeah, I have another project, so I don't want to be a host anymore. And it's just so hard. It's heartbreaking because, you know, uh, you have put so many efforts into this relationship. and But sometimes... Yeah, it doesn't work out, but it's okay because you have other hosts. That it's uh, it's uh, it's really uh, sometimes disappointing when this happens, but I guess it's um, it's normal. <laughs> That's life. Well, what what do you hope that people will gain from this endeavor? 
take me cooking. Like, if you could say a few things that you hope. Okay, so say say I came to where you are, right? And you're in, you know, Buenos Aires. So what if I came Buenos Aires? I come there and I'm like, um, hi, you know, Lori. My name is Tim <laughs> Pecoraro. I would like, you know, espero que, you know, que nosotros para cocinar junto. Right, you could teach me something with cooking, whatever. Like, what would you want me to leave with from that experience? Well, Argentina is a good example because it's a very the the culture around food is huge, and you don't get to see that when you come as a tourist because it's very local. They have this uh, tradition. Uh, that is called the asado, which means barbecue, but it's much more than barbecue. It's right. asado. It's the asado. asado yeah. is, <laughs> it's also uh, part of the meat, uh, uh, meat cut. Uh, but, but basically, every Sunday, all Argentinians go to an asado. It can be with family, it can be with friends, but it's whole day, all day of eating meat, um, vegetables, but all cooked on the fire. And so through technique cooking, you can go to an asado and it doesn't have to be a Sunday because you might not be here a Sunday, but it's fine. You get to meet someone uh, and spend the day like you would, if you were from here, you would spend the day. You get to meet, uh, eat delicious meat and Cheaper than in restaurants because restaurants can be very expensive and and not so authentic. So basically, what I want you to to get from that is like the the whole experience of being outside uh, by the fire. Cook in a, it's you cook the sauce, you prepare the meat. You can even prepare the fire if you want. You get to ask questions. You get the whole experience and you get memories that are much better than just like a typical restaurant experience. So it's experience. So what you're saying is people get to really have an experience. They get to get immersed in culture. Yes. They get to be immersed in relationship. They also get to get maybe challenge some maybe stigmas that they may possess. You know, mm-hmm. a stigma, like, I don't know this group of person, like where they come from, their culture. So you're closing gaps. Like, so this is so much more than food. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> outside of food, what would you say is so much more than the food? Food is the obvious. So if you and I got together and we said, let's make some lamb, let's make some kakova, right? So let's mm-hmm. say we did that. But because I'm here, you're there, we got together and we did that. What would be the things that we can help the audience know, like what you're doing in the world? Because I think it's innovative. It's very different. It's a, it's a, it's a new way of looking at things. I love, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I love the fact that you're like, it's Airbnb, but it's around food. I love, I mean, it's just <laughs> great. So cook with me, take me cooking. Right. And I love that. So like what what are those other things for you personally? Because I know you 
you started this off of your own travels. Mm -hmm. It came from you doing it. What did you take away that was life-changing for you? What did I take away from That, that was transformational, life-changing, like just made you feel like, wow, this was more than cooking. <laughs> well, you know, I travel, I love traveling alone. So it can be sometimes lonely when you travel alone. And I think personally what I love about those experiences is because for a few hours you really don't feel alone at all. And it's it's really so uh, amazing because you get to spend time with a lovely person, very friendly, that is like so happy to welcome you, to feed you. And it feels like home, basically. It feels like you are part of a family. And and then you go back to your solo travel, but but you get to to not be alone for a few hours, and and I think it's a great way to to travel because you you get all of it. You you get your you can get some time alone, and it's very healthy. I love to be alone sometimes, but you can also uh, have a great time connecting with someone in a special way. Because I don't know, it just feels so good. I when I cook with someone, I I, I don't know. It's like kind of a meditation because you don't feel awkward because you are busy with your hands and uh, you smell everything. Like it, all your senses are are feeling amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is. Yeah, what I get from it, I, I love it. Well, I tell people cooking together is fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, it is. I don't want to be strange or anything. I'm just saying it's fun. You can learn. Cooking is, in romance, people don't understand. Romance doesn't mean like you could be friends and it's romantic. You know, it has love. You know, cooking mm. is love. You know what I mean? It is. Because you're taking time and you're, you're investing into something but so when it comes to you like and you if you were to say to people hey I want you to look at what I'm doing what would you say are the main reasons you want them to look at it like look at what I'm doing this is why I want you to get involved but also how would you like to see them get involved? So let's just say like in, um, I don't know, in Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, somebody mm-hmm. is listening to this podcast. How do they get what you're doing there? How do you help them do this? Mm, good question. They have to travel. <laughs> oh, no. But I mean, but what if someone's coming here? So is it an, an inv- invitation? They need to like, do you have a way to help people to say, be, you know, uh, you know, be a person that takes me cooking? Like, like, <laughs> how do you help other people do it without having to travel per se? 
they get, we'll give them all your details on how to connect with you. But like, how do you help them go? Gosh, that sounds so good. I like to reach out to somebody who's very different than me, bring them into my home and do the same thing. Like what, Mm -hmm. how do you help them get going on that? It's a good question because I think most of the people, they don't feel like they can be a part of it. Like, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of bold, but I think if you, anyone that is um, passionate about cooking at different levels, you don't have to be a pro, you don't have to be a professional, but you can uh, get in touch with me. Uh, we can build an experience around you, around this person, not you, Tim, but the, the listener that is in Boston. And he can be a host. And No, you just invited me already. You told me that we're supposed to cook something. So that's, no, <laughs> yeah. we're doing that. That has to happen <laughs> because you said I can cook with you, right? Didn't you say that or no, you didn't? Yes, of course. You're welcome, Venice <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I kidding. Have a parisha. Parisha is the okay. grill. I have a grill. I know, I, I know. <laughs> no, but let's, let's cook. I, I mean, I, I love that stuff, but there are people that go, and that's what I feel like, you know, so I know you were answering this question, but I just have to throw this in there. Too many people use meals the wrong way. What they do is they use meals to impress. They use meals to you know, just basically for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like, I've sat at tables where I've seen parents of children, like, bring their kids to dinner and reprimand them at dinner. For me, cooking is community. Mm-hmm. Cooking is, is, is fellowship. Cooking is enjoyment of company it's it's a it's a it opens a door for conversation it's an enjoyment that's been overlooked cooking has unfortunately been relegated to gender which i don't agree with um i just feel like it just needs to become more experience together so with that in mind how how would you encourage a listener to say even if you make a grilled cheese sandwich you know what I mean like what Mm -hmm. what can you do to leverage that and even can I mean I know I mean like I said I'm gonna have them connect with you too but like how do you make it better and turn it into a different experience without having to try to travel to, you know, Bluefields, Nicaragua, or Mm -hmm. Guatemala, or Belize, you know, or Nigeria. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do it where you are? If you want to reverse it and invite people in, Mm -hmm. how do you help people with that? Well, I think they can start with um, their their friends. I actually love... um, going to a friend's house or having people over just to cook. And that's what I love about my international friends because they, I recently I cooked Dominican food, for instance, with a Dominican friend. So she came over and we did 
all together. We cooked everything everything from scratch with ingre- well fresh ingredients, and it was so much fun. So, like, I think first you have to think of cooking not as a something you don't want to do that you do really quickly, but you can make things a bit more complicated than grilled sandwich because this is like not cooking for me. <laughs> grilled cheese. Uh, yeah. You can really... And yeah. it's not complicated. Any recipe, like if it's a team experience, you you don't have all the responsibility on you. And and if you don't like to cut the onions, then maybe your friends can do it at your place. I mean, there's no obligation to do anything you don't like because you are a team and you do it together and you have fun, a lot of fun. You can put music, you can drink wine while you are cooking. There are so many options and you can really enjoy yourself. And that's a good start, I think. <laughs> and if you get to to enjoy it, then why not cook more and more? And actually, when you cook, you save so much money. <laughs> so this is also a good point about cooking. I think uh, when you go out too much, I mean, you 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 spend so much money. I I hate that thinking that. But you, you also sacrifice, yeah, and you sacrifice community though and fellowship. I mean, you may be able to talk at the table while you're waiting for the food, but there's something about working on it together, sharing the mm. meal together. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. it's not just a meal you're having. It's the meal that you worked on together and you prepped it Mm -hmm. and it's different, right? Isn't that a high, is there more value in that? Yes, of course. Like the, you, you are proud of it. I mean, you, if if you do something a bit complicated and you, it it turns out great, you feel amazing because you've made it and you can take pictures and put it on Instagram and everyone gets to know it but it's more than that it's it's the experience you've you've made something with your hands and uh, but I think you said it's something that is disappearing and I think you're right in the past generation it's been uh, less and less valued to cook uh, as a family but I think it's changing when you see apartments right now that have open kitchens and you see a lot of them well I don't know in the US but in general I see a lot of open kitchens that are so much nicer to cook with everyone and like it's much bigger space in general you see a lot of people in the healthy lifestyle where Actually, when you cook, you know where your products come from and processed food is so bad for your body. And I think these people are becoming more aware of that and in, and then cooking more makes you eat healthier, much, much, much healthier. And I think this is changing and I hope to, to participate to this change with Take Me Cooking, with people cooking more, being healthier and feeling better in general. And you're not, you're not saying you have to be a chef, right? No, absolutely not. You don't have to look for the, you don't have to look for the uh, Michelin five stars, you know what I mean? Or three stars or two stars. You can (laughs) just cook and enjoy it. Right. Right. That's what you're saying. So when it comes to you, you could, you know, you're an adventurer, you know, (laughs) you have adventure in you. So Lori, how do you, 
you could almost appear fearless because of that and the <laughs> trips you've taken in the adventures. So what's the first step a person can take before they go into those next levels of take me cooking? Like what's the first step to be adventurous or brave or courageous in their own neighborhood before they decide to go to Ethiopia? <laughs> mm, I think try to meet people outside outside of your circle is a good start. I mean, I that's what I do when I move to a new country. I have to build my my friendship circle again, and uh, it's not easy. I mean, it it takes efforts, it takes time, but and it was actually not easy. It was. The, the most difficult when I moved here because I had not a, I have no job where I could meet people. So I was all alone and first months were difficult, but I, I used apps like meetup. I don't know if you know that app, but I love yes. it. It, so it shows you what meetups are around you where you can meet people that have the same hobbies and, and, and I made great friends through that app and then I met those the friends of these friends I mean so it's all a process but once you put yourself out there you meet people that are not in your circle it's so uh, rewarding because now I feel I feel great in the city I knew no one and but putting myself out there meeting people that had the same values that were also people from all over the world, like settling here. And so, yeah, why not try to meet people that are not from where you are, but they are visiting, they are expats or they are, it's so rich to, to, to have friends from all over the world. And I think this is a great inspiration for me. I, I love my friends. I love uh, their cultures, their different differences. It's it's so great. <laughs> what um what um would you say? Like you are, I mean, you're pretty clear on what you're doing. You know, you'll travel. You're willing to, you know, take me cooking. You've got this <laughs> uh, culturally. You have um. A, I believe a a deeper um, understanding in in of the of the value of those cultures. So, not everybody's like that. We obviously know, but what what in you got you there? Like, how did you go from this engineer into this cook? Was it travel only? Was it, have you always been curious? Have you always just been a person um, that, I don't know, just was like, whatever I'm doing now is not going to ever be good enough? Like, how does that work for you? <laughs> well, I think um, the fact that my first job ever was in Africa, it, it's basically built my personality it made me meet people that were not in in my from from my city from from France it made me 
it broadened. I yeah, it made me. It made me what, who I am now, and it made me more adventurous because I took that first step to move to Africa for a job that was very safe job. I was first I was working at the French embassy, so it was safe. I was in the French uh, government kind of uh, um, job, but then I was in Africa, so I met people from all over the world and. And I discovered that continent that no, not many people know. And and from there, I I just I just loved it so much being uh, outside of France that I I just couldn't go back to France. And I, I haven't been back. I haven't gone back to France yet. But maybe I will. But for now, I I I feel like there's so much to discover when you live outside of your country and and I and I want to live in different places well for now I want to stay here because being settled is also a great feeling I like to to call the place home and for now Buenos Aires is my home it's where I'm based it's where my friends are and it's where I come back to when after I travel where my apartment is but it's not friends so it's uh, I'm discovering the city every day and and I it was it was all a process it was the first decision to move for my work and then I quit my job to do something else it was it's all a process and uh, the process is still uh, going on <laughs> okay so do you I mean how do you encourage people not to always just count on being safe like in other um, words don't build your life like because it sounds to me like you what you were doing before you said it was safe right yeah so it's okay to not be safe so how would you encourage someone to say if there's something in your heart it's okay like how do you help people understand that how would what would i say to them just do it. I mean, we have one life and I meet so many people who have never done uh, what they wanted to do. If they want to live someplace else, just do it. I mean, I, I've done it and it's not that complicated and and uh, I think it's not that hard. And I, I don't know, it seems so uh, interesting. So it's it's a hard it's the first step is hard and the first months maybe are hard but but then you feel so much better I mean you you enjoy it so just the, doing the first step is the most complicated thing to do once you've done it then you will maybe never go home <laughs> so just do it and uh, and try okay so I'm gonna give you some rapid little rapid questions here. Mm-hmm. So, who is your favorite chef currently, and why? My favorite chef, mm, I would say Jamie Oliver. Okay. I love Jamie Oliver. And why? Why? Um, because he's funny. 
<laughs> That's okay. It doesn't have to be anything. Funny is great. He is he's funny. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's cool. cool. And funny. Really cool. Okay. What book are you currently reading? Huh. I've just started a, a book actually today. So I'm just at the introduction and it's called um, To Sell is Human. Okay. Great. And what would be or is your dream destination for visiting and cooking? Other than where you are right now, what would be a dream destination? I would say Japan. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what would you like to, like all cooking there, or is there a specific thing that you would like to learn from them, from the Japanese? I am very curious of their their culture, their um, uh, they are very strict. They are very, I mean, uh, like OCD kind of <laughs> a culture. And uh, I'm very interested in that because I've lived in Africa, South America. It's very different. It's very messy. And and I'm more of a, an OCD person. So I think I would really love it there. <laughs> and uh, cooking-wise, uh, I love ramen. I love sushi. I love everything about the cuisine it's very healthy that's why they live so long you're making me <laughs> very hungry very right nice. now <laughs> <laughs> you're making me my stomach i just heard it growl um yeah their food is amazing too and they're very very healthy yeah um so what about your favorite cookbook or online blog like if you were to say to people listening what would you say your favorite cookbook is online blog other than your own <laughs> 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 like one that you go, I'm going to go, this is my go-to source. What would it be? Uh, currently, I'm, I'm using a cookbook that is very interesting. It's, um, what's the name? It's uh, Cooking with Literature. And uh, basically, every recipe comes with a poem. Oh, wow. Around food. And I love the idea because I'm interested in cooking, but I'm interested in so much more. And I love when all those different fields uh, come together. I like, they come together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. Would you, and is there a blog too? Is there like a blog resource out there that you like that's a great cooking blog that you go to? Actually, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm not the most French person, but when it comes to recipes, I only check uh, French blogs, French uh, websites. And we won't. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna say that you're kind of very French. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, okay. It's, I'm, it's okay. I love the um, to check recipes in French, and uh, it's one of the only thing I I do in French. It's uh, checking recipes. <laughs> no, that's so, that's awesome. There's there's one uh, French website that is called Marmiton. Marmiton, Marmiton, and, uh, yeah, it's a huge um, a listing of um, recipes, and I love it. Okay, so two more questions for you. What are three things that you are optimistic about over the next 12 months? Hmm. It could be personal or professional. It doesn't matter. Well, um, personally, I've... I'm about to start an MBA program, so I'm very excited about that. It's very optimistic. I think it's going to help 
uh, technique cooking, my business. Uh, it's going to also be very interesting to me and uh, and it's online. So I actually I'm going to do the MBA while I travel, which is pretty cool. Uh, but it's based in Buenos Aires and um, so I'm very optimistic about that. Second one... Um, Professionally, next month we're gonna have an article about us in the Guardian in the UK. So I'm very excited about that too. Um, so a lot of good things to come for technique cooking. And third one, hmm, I don't know if I can find a third one. Um, maybe personally, I'm just started a relationship and uh, I'm really also optimistic about that. So that's very important too. <laughs> no, that's, that's incredible. That's great. And I appreciate <laughs> your you. openness. And so lastly, what would, for, for the listeners of Uphill Conversations, um, what would you, uh, or where would you direct them to engage more about you, like your favorite location. So if it's Instagram or your website or whatever, you tell the audience where you would like to come for them to come find you. The best way to stay and get to find you and engage you. Instagram. <laughs> uh, definitely Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, and I check it every day. I... I love Instagram. I have stories every day. So if you want to check them out, um, yeah, Instagram is the best way to, to find me, to, to connect with me. And, and to that is? Learn more. Uh, take, me <laughs> take me cooking. Take me cooking. Take me cooking. Okay. All right. Great. And, um, and your website is? TakeMeCooking.com. TakeMeCooking.com. There we go. So that's awesome. Well, I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed getting to know you. And I think it's incredible that, you know, I love, I'm still hung up on that, not in a bad way. It's a very good way of using this whole Airbnb concept of what you're saying, like the Airbnb of cooking. Mm -hmm. And I really celebrate that. And I applaud you for, it's, you know, it's not just simple innovation. I could tell it's great thinking. And I love how you're merging people and its cultures and its travel. It's like it's like bringing people closer together and putting them around something that we all share and that we have in common. And you know what that is? I mean, besides love and other things, food. It's yes. I just think it's amazing. <laughs> and so I just want to tell you I applaud that. And I feel like you have really... Um, I mean, this has been very pleasant for me and, and just seeing that, you know, you are, I could tell you're really into it and that's <laughs> like a big deal. So thank you. Thank you. I had a great time and, uh, yeah, I'm excited and, uh, I hope we keep in touch. I hope that you come and I take you cooking in Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will be great. So this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember that you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are completely up to you. No one else can make that decision for you. Always remember that your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill. However, you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you will see me and Lori 
on the Hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the Hill.